Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 97 Courtside Indiana podcast. We're, we're approaching 100 episodes, Zach. That's big time. Did we did we think we would get this far? Did, it, did you think? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know, we're doing some light writing and then all of a sudden COVID hits. We're like, hey, you want a podcast? You're like, yeah, sure. Let's do that. And they were like, okay. Yep. Well, here we are. Yep. Starting actually season two, but but really this is, what, 18 months. Yeah. I definitely wanted to podcast. I don't know that I wanted to start podcasting and the last week of a March of March of a season, but it was either, it was that, or that was the only basketball we had for a while. Right. 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 So we're getting close to a hundred. Anyway, I don't, we mentioned like do something special. I don't know what that would be. It's not like we're going to have like a big anniversary uh, or a big episode <laughs> cake or something. I don't know how that works. Um, and it's not like the TV show Frasier where Frasier has all of his recordings in a, in a case. This is all digital, but uh, we also switched our uh, host to Anchor, so we'll see. I I don't think we'll have any issues if we do. That may be something to review later. But we're uh, our recording parts the same, but we're we're moving all of our uh, archives to Anchor, and that's where everything will be accessed. Uh, people will still be able to get it on Spotify and, and Apple, and we should be able to more easily expand the other podcast apps directly. Um, but really our feed is our feed and it, it, that, that aspect of it shouldn't be altered. So if uh, people have a hard time finding us as you're listening to this, let us know and I'll do what I can to correct it. So or fix it. But, um, dude, we got games. We got games yes. this week. How many games you go to this week? I, I got to two. You did get to two. Okay. Two. You're, you're, you are juggling the, uh, the, the kid sport life now. Yes. Yes. And then with the Thanksgiving holiday, I had a couple of those on Saturday, so didn't get out Saturday. You didn't get out Saturday at all. No, I, you know, I don't know that I saw much. We did, obviously we do our game previews and, and as, as much as we try to get on, you know, the game or a couple of games in the, you know, the games each week you go to, because you know we're picking, you know the, you know we're picking the better games or going to see certain right. kids. I, I mean, I don't. There wasn't anything up north. I don't know how I feel how we feel yet about what's what's going on up there. I mean, there's definitely going to be some good teams. I think Gary West Valpo would have been a good game if if uh, Jalen Washington would have been healthy. That would have definitely been one game we would have featured. Right. Um, Andre and Merrillville got uh, postponed due to football. Um, so that would have been, I mean, that's two games we would have definitely featured. So, so Northern Indiana fans, uh, you know, take, take heart. We're, uh, we're not ignoring you. It's just that, uh, um, you know, we've just had some, we've had some weird oddities with injuries and then a football cancellation or a football postponement. So, uh, we were going to get into our feature of best. We're going to do what we did last year. Best game, best team, best player, best player performance. However you want to handle that. Each, that's the only criteria. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, I know I'm going to go off script a little bit when we get to best player performance. But uh, 
um, you'll, you know, not too far off script, but just in general, but, but let's get started with our recruiting update. Yeah. Uh, so we're a couple weeks behind. I yeah, we are. We didn't do it last okay. week. Okay. Nick and, Nick and I were lazy. We, we went right into talking preview and, and they were, we knew they'd be long. So we just went ahead and yep. got right into it. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Williams, he's a 2022 from Bethany Christian up here closer to me. He got a Goshen College offer. Uh, Cademan Bontrager from Fort Wayne Leo now got a Trinity Christian offer. That's an NAI in Chicago. Uh, Trent Sicily, who's a 2025 kiddo. Uh, we'll be talking a lot about him over the next few years. Got an IU offer. Um, Hunter Johnson from South Decatur got a DePaul offer, 2022. And then Beck Williams, I missed his other offer. He got a Goshen or he's from, I'm sorry, he got the ghost offer. He also got a ta- Taylor offer. There we go. A couple crossroads league schools. So Beck got, Beck got two offers this week. Have you yeah. seen him play? I have not. I'm, You've not? You didn't, get, no. you didn't see them last year? Okay. Nope. Um, and I've not. I've not seen him play either. So, but that's, that's good. Those are both, I mean, look, you know, the crossroads leagues, you know, it's good stuff. So it's. Yeah. You know, and I th- I think that uh, you know if you're tabbed to play there, um, you know you're you're probably pretty good. I don't know if he's a senior, so I don't know. We do tend to focus much of our game going, especially when it's player related to to underclassmen. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll get a chance to see him play and apologize in advance that we haven't. So right. So sister's got two offers: Indiana, Purdue. Um, you don't, you know, you don't get much bigger than that in state, right? Two, yeah. two big 10 schools. Um, I don't know what kind of game he had against North Harrison, but North Harrison whacked him pretty good. And, you know, North Harrison is going to be on their worst nights, a very good defensive team. And they smothered, at least the score indicated they smothered heritage Hills. I mean, the heritage Hills doesn't really return anybody. I, I do think that, Nick last week talked about some of the guys that they think will step into bigger roles. Um, but that's vastly different than bringing in experience and, and um, especially with what North Harrison returns and, and what they have just in general with McIntyre and Oakley and Kellums and, and Wetzel. So those, those four guys, especially, and they got two more juniors who are going to get a lot of playing time whose names just escape my head right now. So their junior class is, is pretty deep, especially for a, you know, three, a school that's not producing thousands of kids each, you know, each year. So we got to figure out how you're going to see Cicely play. Yeah. No I mean, that kidding. may be, I mean, I, even just during school season, it, cause it's, it, it's good context to see these guys in school ball. Um, especially in systems in his case that will be wrapped around his skill set a little bit. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Not just, I mean, we, stuff. I mean, we see, I mean, even, even well coached summer teams, well, at least, you know, I, I think rely, don't really wrap. And maybe some do don't, don't wrap what they do around one or two guys like a school team might. Um, and maybe some do depends on the roster, but, but um, as a big fan of balance, I know I, I don't, I don't know if that we're well coached, but I, I know that we don't wrap anything, you know, we don't wrap much around other than maybe special stuff off ball screens, but, right. but um, 
you know, everything we, we install is designed for whoever plays in those positions has the opportunity to make the play. So, and, uh, but yeah, I, I know I, I definitely want to get down to Heritage Hills. We just got to find a time. Hopefully there's a chance where you can get down there, but, but um, anyway, yeah, light, light recruiting stuff. So we we're just going to go right into it. What, what was the, um, this may be our shortest podcast ever. We'll see. <laughs> what was your what was your best game of the week yeah. or in your case what was your better game of the week so yeah I, the two games i saw one ended up being uh a running clock ending it ending with a running clock so I'm our first say, running clock our first oh yeah we, i did see some of that how did you like that i mean it was fine because the both jv and varsity games ended that way for me did, and that was the homeschool <laughs> no that was actually the northwood lakeland game Oh, really? Yeah. Lakewood's going to be that rough, huh? Lake, Lakeland's not that great, unfortunately. No, I mean, Northwood's going to be good. They they whipped yes. up on – they had a good weekend Saturday yeah. or a good, yeah, good couple Concordia of games Saturday too. beating up on Fort Wayne schools. Yeah. Yeah, but um, – <clears throat> so the, the better game I saw, was that what you, you asked me again? Sorry. Yeah, so we're doing – so those that didn't listen last year or haven't really listened last season, uh, we do every week. Or every yeah, every week we do best game, best team, best game of the week, best team we saw the week, and best player or best player performance we saw the week. And then the player performance could be anything from exactly what it says, which is the best performance by a certain by an individual player, or it could be you saw somebody really good and you know that reputed to be very you know really good and, and you just want to comment on their game you know it could be the best right. player you saw a week like right um, that may be kind of where mine heads not not a single game performance but a, a performance is across two game performances across two games so um so that's what we're doing so what was you, you saw two games so grammatically speaking what was the better what was your better game of the week the, the better game of the week for me was the opening night on monday the okay. indie, indie homeschool kids came up here to Culver Academy. Okay. Uh, they were actually leading Culver Academy after the first quarter. Uh, by, let's see, by what, four points. They, they came out pretty hot. They had a kid, oh, his last name, Owen. He hit three threes in the first quarter. Uh, Culver was just kind of getting into the game, getting into their stuff, and just missing on a bunch of opportunities. But, but that was the best game of the week I saw of the two, was the Culver Academy indie homeschool game. Culver kind of pulled that away. Yeah, they ended up winning by 10. Uh, homeschool kids hit a three at the buzzer on accident, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> so they would they should have won by 13, but ended up winning by 10. Okay. So it wasn't a blowout. No, not at all. Because <clears throat> that was not the homeschool team, I thought. Now, that's the homeschool team program that has typically been very good for, for the homeschool stuff. Okay. And we do have more H's coming up, by the way. So – Crossroads League people know who the Achens are. That's spelled O-E-T-J-E-N. Yeah. I don't know what the relation is. Um, yeah, I don't know either. To the this brothers. Play. This oh, he didn't, didn't get in. He just was in the score no. book, the score sheet yeah. that you showed me. Okay. Yep. I was going to say if we got if we got more of that family coming up, then they'll be, you know, they'll be back to what they've been doing. But I mean, those guys kind of put that program on the map. Um, right at least outside of the area, there, there were some, there were a couple of versions of that team that 
had some odd size to it, like mm-hmm. odd as in just unexpected. Um, but it was definitely the Aitchin brothers that that really uh, really raised their game a level, at least in the consciousness of of other people. I mean, you know, they're all three of them have really good careers in the Crossroads League. They all went to Bethel, right? Uh, no, just Caleb. Just Caleb with the other two go. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I think, may went to like Cincinnati Christian or whatever oh, before, right. it, before it closed. And then I don't know where the other one went. I thought, I thought they went to Bethel. No. Nope. I know the Cincinnati Christian one was absolutely right because the twins didn't start out at the same place. Right. Oh, man. I gotta, I'd have to, I'm going to have to ask them now. Why did I not? Why do I not know that? Um, anyway, but, uh, so that was, that was your best game of the week. My best game of the week. I mean, I saw a bunch. I saw, I was a game Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and then three on Saturday. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. I saw a lot of great basketball. <laughs> um, but my, my best game of the week was Zionsville at Ben Davis on Saturday. Um, even just a much you know, it was first of all, it was a one-point game, so it was hotly contested. I think both coaches will probably walk away thinking we've got a lot of things we need to improve on. I think that you're going to get a lot of that during this time of year. Sure. Um, I, I liked how competitive it was, how intense it was, and and sometimes that could be based on where you're sitting. Like for that game, I was sitting basically right on the floor. I mean, right courtside. Um, Versus the Carmel Zionsville game where I was sitting the top row at the lower level at Zionsville high school, but it just seemed to be much more intense, much quicker pace than what the Carmel Zionsville game was. Um, you know, but in both cases, this was their second game. You know, I mean, this wasn't Ben Davis had had an earlier tight loss to Fishers. And then of course, Zionsville had played, you know, had a good second half against Carmel and came back and beat them. Uh, so this was their each team's second game. So, you know, there, it was a sharper game than what, especially from Zionsville, when I saw them play Carmel, it was a sharper game than what even they did against Carmel. Um, Zionsville led most of the way. Ben Davis kind of fought their way back. And then they took the lead. and It, just, it went back and forth almost the entire fourth quarter. And it was just – it was fun to watch. And um, pretty physical game. I like that – at least at the NBA level, there's some physicality being allowed. It's sort of returning to the NBA level. I'd, I'd still like to see some of that, some of the NBA verticality rules be more directly called at the high school level. Um, but I also hope that we we uh, bypass the freedom, the complete freedom of movement and get to what the NBA has looked like this year because I think physicality returning has, has been much has been welcomed a great deal in watching some of these NBA games. So still got teams running and trying to score quickly. Um, but um, as I'm watching the Pacers and the Bucks kind of, but, but no, that was, it was a fun game and there were some, there were some good performances and I'm going to get to one of them here eventually. So I'm going to guess was Northwood then your best team. Yeah. Northwood is the best team. Uh, they ended up winning that one 78 to 31. Um <clears throat> Very balanced scoring. Uh, Let me see. I think one, two, three, four. Nine guys scored for Northwood in that one. Is that all? Uh, Yep, that's all. Uh, They were pretty impressive, albeit against a a weaker opponent. Um, They didn't look 
it didn't look like it was their first game. It didn't look like they hadn't played together before. I mean, they didn't lose a lot from last year talent wise. So the same team that won their sectional and had some success in regional is, is back. Yeah. And then they, then they add Ian Rosh's little brother, Tyler Rosh, who didn't really play much varsity and, and he's got some size and length. So they're going to be, they're going to be pretty solid this season. I mean, they've got Brenner, Cade Brenner. They've got Ian Rash. They've got uh, Aaron Wolf's son, whose ah, first name, tag on it. You'll, you'll probably have Ethan. Nitarian Tuggle, who's a good sophomore guard as well. Did he play? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. He looked a little rusty, like still in football football mode. but Yeah, that's, that's what I expected. I yeah. I don't really know how Northwood did in the tournament. I know they didn't get to the state finals, obviously, but. I don't know where they where they actually got beat, but um, yeah, those um, I mean, that's going to be a good group. I don't know what else they had to go around. Those four Tuggle will eventually be a name that that uh, will be productive on a on a regular basis for them. But I yeah, I like I liked all those guys. Um, yeah, I mean they have they have two seniors that start, so that helps. Um, and that's the, that's it senior wise. Otherwise, yeah. they're eleventh and tenth graders and a couple freshmen, but. Very solid, very balanced, solid bench, good energy guys, good hard work guys on the bench. So Brenner was their sixth man two years ago, the sectional championship team that they, again, they thought were going to, I mean, just, you know, coach Wolf does a great job. He, he, they seem to be good every year, especially of late. Uh, But, you know, it's um, breaking through the regional has been a, been a deal. And, you know, he's, I think he's got a group now where he, and I think Brenner can walk on the court most days, most games and be in contention and rash too, for that matter. Rash, you know, Ian's really talented and both those guys, they could enter a lot of their games this year, be the best two players on the floor, at least on paper. Yeah, not, not that, sure. not that they're, you know, overwhelming, you know, they wouldn't, you know, not that they're going to be like overwhelming, you know, guys like swallow them up like Odin Conley, those types of players. Right. But, but they stand a chance to be the best player on the court in a lot of their games. So um, before I move on to my team, but all right. So what do we make of, what do we make of Northwood here? Let's, let's look at this real quick. North, Fort Wayne Concordia loses to Leo, a team that we all think is going to be really good, right? Yeah. I know you weren't involved in the preview episodes right yeah but uh, yeah they, they return a lot so i think they should be pretty solid but i mean that's you know if anything that would have been you know northern indiana teams you you've got a handle on that group you know they're gonna northwood's gonna be really or leo's gonna be really good yep yep and i know you can't always make game-to-game comparisons but Fort Wayne concordia takes leo to the wire and it was the honey why it was the honey washington right goes out and scores 40 points oh sure yeah against leo but then Concordia comes in this weekend, and not only do they get thumped by Brownsburg, yeah, a team that we all here around Central Indiana think is going to struggle just because they're going to be so young. Uh, but they also get thumped by Northwood, and I think most of us would feel Northwood is better than Brownsburg, at least on paper. Um, but what does that say about Northwood versus Leo? <laughs> That'll be a tough one. I'm not I mean, sure that's who they have to. They can guard uh, uh, DJ Allen. That'll be interesting. I, well, I they think... can they can gang tackle that. I mean, sure. 
Sure, I mean, again, but, yeah. these, these games don't always translate. I mean, I don't. Right. Right. Because then Brownsburg also beat Northrop, and I didn't know that. I didn't think that could. Well, I guess they have Jalen Jackson now, but. Yeah. Yeah, we're not real sure what else. Northrop I, mean, I know we've got. They've got a couple of intriguing juniors, you know, James Mallory being a kid that's got some nice length, but again, a kid right. that doesn't have a lot. They don't have a lot of varsity experience other than Jackson. Right. Or if they do, they weren't very productive. And during our preview stuff, we talked a little bit about uh, North Davies uh, and the 1A stuff and the thumping they put on Northrop at the Charlie Hughes Invitational in, in, in June. Now, again, that's not always telling. Right. Um, but North Davies did did drop. Who the hell? Who the heck would they beat? North Davies just beat somebody. Oh, Evansville Day. Okay. Well, we like Evansville Day. <laughs> we like Myers, but I don't know if we like Evansville Day. But they beat Evansville Day by thirty. Um, oh, but yeah, I, I thought I was very surprised at the scores at Concordia. I was not surprised what Northwood did to Lakeland. There just wasn't a whole lot of options that night for you. I'm right. sorry. Right. No, that's right. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, those are good guys to see. And, you know, those, that's going to be one of the best teams in Northern Indiana. Yeah. You know, any class. I mean, they're going to be, they would be competitive at the four-way level up there. So. Right. Oh, um, and, and their conference is going to be tough this year. Their conference has got, is improved other than Plymouth and maybe Wawasee is not as great, but I mean, their conference well, is solid too. And that's their deal. I mean, they're going to be. I mean, it's them and Mishawaka Marion, right? I mean, just Mishawaka, regular Mishawaka. No, yeah, but I, okay, but I guess I oh, should you, rephrase it. I meant three A. Yeah, going. Oh, okay, going sorry. March. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean other teams won't step up, and I, I don't fully know if that's are they the same regional as Leo, or is that a semi-state deal? That's. A, oh, did they, did they play them in regional in Newcastle? Right, is that where regional is? Uh, that that regional so screwed up. And that's yeah, because we're we're always wondering why Northwood goes so far away for regional. Yeah, they're the one team that gets screwed on that for sure. Um, I'm sure the other teams intersectional would be happy to be screwed by that trip because that also means they would <laughs> win sectional. But but beyond the, the joy of winning a sectional, they're the ones that that take the brunt of the travel. But yeah, so I I do think that um, I do think the Leo. Northwood matchup would be a semi-state deal, right? Could be. I'm not sure. I'm not positive on that, though. We can how we can look it up. Hold on. I know this is. I, I realize this is a tangent, but I'm on it now. It's too late. <laughs> Sorry, you've lost me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I their sectional is is Wawasee, West Noble, Tippy Valley, and Lakeland. So, I mean, Austin Christen playing really well for West Noble. No, well, let's see. No, it's it's regional, regional championship. Actually, okay. they face each other in the regional championship. So, so I yeah. was wrong. And that is but Mishawaka Marion. Mishawaka Marion would be the the semi state matchup. Then. Okay. Especially now that Hammond is no longer a deal. Hammond is now Hammond Central with with Gavitt, right and um, not Morton. Morton still exists. Yeah, Morton does exist. Hammond Central is Hammond Gavitt. Hammond. High and Hammond Clark. Hammond Clark is now so those three schools are now Hammond Central. So, so they no longer have to worry about Hammond semi-state. I mean, we're looking at 
possible Northwood, Mishawakam area and semi-state. Pretty overwhelming on paper, on paper. Yeah. So I'm already looking forward to that game. <laughs> um, my team of the week, the, the best team I saw a week was Zionsville. I, I think that's, I, I tell you what, the first half of the Carmel game, they definitely were not, you know, it was, uh, they, uh, they, they, they really struggled. They, I, I will say this, they struggled in the point. They struggled in the paint both games this week in beating Carmel. And I mean, Nick, Nick Rickard is going to be, he's a fine talent. He's going to be a fine player. It's kind of a rough week for him offensively. Um, now he, he's, he attracts a lot of attention and that's part of his asset is the, the amount of resources you have to put to making sure he doesn't get catches and to make sure he doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't, um, you know, get easy look at the basket. You know, he did put Charlie Williams got in foul trouble, the Carmel game. Um, ben Davis actually has a, actually, as far as like just post size, like size in the paint, Ben Davis has got a couple of other options that, say Carmel doesn't have. I think Carmel has positional size. Um, but other than Charlie, they don't really have a true post. Uh, ben Davis has got a couple more options there. Um, and um, sorry, my cat's creeping into the picture here and trying to get up on my laptop. But, um, but I mean, Zionsville was really they, – they stuck to what they did well. And, and when they got the right matchup against Carmel inside, Rick Hart went to work, and he did um, – he was able to make plays and, and Isaiah Davis, Isaiah Davis hit two huge shots against Carmel. Uh, again, one of them was, a, was like a, a mismatch uh, size wise. He, he got, he was able to get to about six feet and just put up a little easy jumper. Um, I mean, it wasn't easy, but he was able to get, you know, separation vertically and then a big pick and pop. And then he hit, he hit a hellaciously long three against Ben Davis at, at a key moment, um, put him up eight. And but then Ben Davis fired right back and tied the game. They scored eight in a row. I mean, that was just a good game. And Isaiah Isaiah Davis showed his his stretchability and what he's going to bring. You know what he's going to bring to college at the you know Division two level. He's definitely um, oh, Isaiah's going to Huntington. Is he going to Huntington? Gosh, yeah. why do I not remember that? Why am I thinking he's going to like Grand Valley or something? Well, that, that's a preview of things to come for him. I mean, he's going to. He'll, he, you know, he'll have to prove, you know, he'll have to get, you know, he'll have to handle the physical play of that league, but skill wise, he's got it and he'll adapt. He's got a nice body on him. Um, he definitely is going to be able to have the strength to do it, but, but he, I tell you what, he hit some shots, uh, especially, you know, he, he hit a deep one, the deep one against Ben Davis. And, um, you know, it would be nice to see him in certain situations, especially when Rickard is out for him to get quick post-ups. Um, not that he would have specifically had that matchup advantage against, against Carmel or Ben Davis, but there'll be some games where they'll play where it would make sense for him from a size perspective to just duck in there, especially when Rickard's out of the game. So, um, so yeah, Zionsville was definitely my team of the week with two big wins. I think Ben Davis will eventually be um, – you know, they kind of struggled last year out of the gate and still managed to win sectional. And I, I see them being, you know, a favorite to win that sectional this year uh, because I, they just they possess a lot of skill, a lot of scoring. 
and, and, and enough size to be competitive against anybody. So who is your player of the week or your, your player performance? Um, I go, I will go a little bit back and forth on this, but I mean, Cade Brenner had such a great stat line. Filled that up a little bit, but I'm going to say Cooper Farrell uh, yeah. from Culver Academy. He had 26. He started off hot. He finished hot. He kept them in the game the whole time against Indy Home School. Um, just was pretty solid. Some things he's obviously going to improve on during the season, but his frame is great. He's strong. Can shoot it, obviously. That's what he's known for. Um, but but he was doing some other nice things. He was passing it well, getting his teammates involved and stuff. So, and I, I really like Culver Academy going forward, though, as well. But but Cooper Farrell is my my guy of the week. Guy of the week. Guy. Of the mine's week. gonna be mine's gonna be Logan Imes. Um, and it it was, you know, he quiet. He he had a he had a pretty. He had eighteen against Carmel. I don't know that it was. I don't know how efficient it was. Um, again, just a lot of good defenders were thrown at him this week. Um, I, you know, it was it was as much for his. He did hit two light, two lightly to medium contested threes in the first half against Carmel, and probably had eight of their twenty-one first half points but it was his play down the stretch in both the Carmel game and the Ben Davis game, both those games that to me just sort of moved him over anything else I saw. It was, it was really shot making as much as playmaking. Um, he, uh, I know at one point in the Carmel game that when they went from down four to up five, he was either scored or assisted in all nine points. Uh, of course, two of those were free throws off of a technical from Suter, yeah, it's just a weird game. I don't know if I, I don't know what he said. I'd like to know what he said, but um, the, but then after the free throws, that next possession, the ensuing possession, he had a nice little hop back along the baseline that basically gave them their lead, their first lead since three to two. And then the next possession, he comes down and pick and pop with Isaiah Davis. They get a stop. They come down, pick and pop with Davis, and Davis buries a three. Zions was up by five, and Carmel never had the ball down one possession the rest of the game. Uh, ben Davis, he got sped up, man. He, he looked he looked uncomfortable at times. Um, I'm going to get the name here real quick of the guy that was – he got a little chippy on the court. Um, he was talking to the refs, trying to get some calls. It was um, – Gakel Weathers, G-H-A-K-E-L Weathers, 6'2 senior for Ben Davis, who did not start. Um, I don't know how much they planned on playing him. I don't know anything about what what his spot in the rotation is going to look like, but they brought him in, they put him on Imes, and he gave Imes a lot of fits. I know at one point Imes got stripped. You're not going to see this probably ever again the rest of his career. He got he got pretty much stripped three straight possessions. I think or one of them, I think, ended up being like a loose ball. It didn't, it didn't turn into a transition or like a held ball. It didn't turn into a transition. But And then he came out in the fourth quarter. It was either in the fourth quarter or it came out of a timeout. But I think it was the start of the fourth quarter, and he just was a lot more physical than Logan was. And 
especially as he started to engage defenders. He was a lot more uh, quarter pivots, basically pivoting into his defender before changing directions. Uh, and he was, he was basically trying to clear out space. And he had one possession where he drove into the paint and not like the, not like the, 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 um, um, Trey um, Young deal, where you just all of a sudden, you know, sideswipe the guy behind you. But he did, he did sort of, sort of step into Weathers. No, it wasn't Weathers. It was Sheridan Sharp. He stepped into Sheridan Sharp and displaced him from like the side. Oh. And he got fouled by Wyndham, KJ Wyndham on the play. And, and basically, that's the way he played the rest of the game. He, he, he did what most coaches will tell kids to do is here's how the game's being officiated. You have to adjust your style of play. And he did. And then with the game tied, no, they were, was they were tied or they were down one. He hit basically what amounted to be the game winning field goal, which was a little bit of a floater um, off the glass uh, from about 45 degree angle. And that was it. They won. Um, his, his jump shot looks a lot better than it did last season. I mean, obviously you see, see a kid play a lot in the summer. You sort of see it progress slowly, but it's been, a you know, it's, you know, and he played in the fall league. So I, you know, I saw him there, but it just, you get a chance to really see a kid get a lot of shots during a school game. He's, his shot looks a lot, a lot better than it did last school season. So as a frame of reference, but yeah, he was really good. He was really good in big moments for, for Zionsville. I mean, that's the kind of thing they need from him. Um, and even, even if he has struggled with some team's defensive pressure, uh, you know, that's, he's going to draw a lot of that. So he's going to have to get used to it. And, and he stepped up in both games. So, so that was my best player performance of the week. I sort of robbed from two games. It wasn't just one game. It was sort of a, a mix and match of two different parts of two different games, but, but um, yeah, he was, he was really good and he's, he's, and he's going to probably end up being at a high major college. So especially with the offers that he's got now. So, right. yeah. Any other, anything else? I know we didn't talk about any topics before we started recording. Um, I mean, nothing uh-huh. is reserved. Did the, the, the blowout stuff. Have we discussed that yet? Um, did we, I don't think we ever talked about that really. I mean, do you like, did you like it? Did you think it was, I mean, the clock is going to stop during free throws. That's the most time consuming Right. thing in a blowout yeah so i'm it, not sure it, how much times it's gonna how much time it's gonna save did you feel like that was getting getting you through noticeably quicker i mean maybe 10 15 minutes i think you think that much i think so because i think we were done before nine o'clock oh, but that's, the game. all those dead balls were 15 minutes long you think no i mean i'm just mean like it cut that much off of the game that's what i mean though yeah <laughs> that's no that's the part i mean because I, were, I would, like you're saying there were free throws towards the end because the refs were still calling things and, and the clock's still running during those times. So, but not during the free throws. Yeah. The clock they were running, running during the free throw. Yes. They're not supposed to run during the free throws. Well, then they must have been doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. If they're doing it during the free throw, that's, I mean, yeah. So that's where I guess I'm going with this is that if they're going to run the clock during the free throw or stop the clock during the free throws, you're not going to save a whole lot of time. Right. Right. You know, unless the ball, <laughs> You know, think about some of the AAU facilities we play in where there's four courts side by side by side and the ball can roll forever, right? Yep. Um, unless you've got to really go deep in the retrieving a basketball. 
it doesn't take you, but other than a sub, you know, if the team subs, it doesn't really take you more than what, 10 seconds to get the ball and get, get set up and get inbounded. Right. Right. I guess there just wouldn't be enough of that in my mind to, to make this rule worth it. If you're going to still stop it during free throws, but right. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I, that surprised me that you're saying that since they were still running it during free throws. Yeah, it's clear. Unless something's changed since, you know, they came out with the rule. Um, I'm unless, almost positive they were running it during the free throws, though. Huh. Interesting. Well, I mean, if that's the rule, they should do that. I mean, they should run it during the free throws. There's no reason. I mean, all of our events have blowout rules that are similar. Right, a lower a lower threshold. In a lot of cases, well, in the you know a lot of cases we get blowout rules where if you're down twenty, it runs, and if it doesn't, you don't get it down under ten, it still runs. Um, you know, I I don't think we. I guess if we ever, I guess if we see some complaints on the internet, maybe one day we can have a full topic about it. But I right. just was curious what your impressions were, and I hope we don't see a lot of them. Because that means, you know, we've got, I mean, I saw most every game I saw this week was close. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I saw any blowouts. I mean, the three games I went to on Saturday were Ben Davis, Zionsville. That was the first game. Fort Wayne North and Lawrence North was kind of chippy. Kind of like almost to the point where I would, if I was Lawrence North, I would watch that tape and <laughs> see a couple things done to a couple of their players. It was, it was bad. Um, and the game was pretty much decided by that, by that time too, by that point of the fourth quarter, but definitely wasn't a blowout. And then the second game, the third game I saw was, was Pike at HSE. Um, so anyway, yeah, I saw good games, but that Ben David Sinesville was the best one of the week. So, all right, man, you got your read ready. Yeah. All right, let's uh, roll. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution, giving the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. Sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courts at Indiana Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. Um, I know we uh, mentioned earlier we've changed our recording platform, or at least our production platform. Um, I don't know what that will mean yet. We probably won't be able to get them on Spotify, uh, pretty soon. So if you're, if you're listening to them on Spotify, you may want to, um, I'm sorry, back up SoundCloud, 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 SoundCloud. (laughs) If you're listening to them on SoundCloud, you won't be able to listen to them directly on SoundCloud anymore. If you are, well, unless, unless there's a way, unless they, Free, unless they have access to outside feeds, you'll still be able to listen to them via the website if that's how you do it. Because uh, we'll have a we'll have a source link there directly to the uh, to the to the content. But um, they'll definitely be more present on Spotify, and they'll definitely still be on Apple Podcasts. Um, still working on uh, the app Overcast, seeing if uh, we can get a direct linkage there. And then uh, we're working also on a Google platform uh, with, with their Google podcast player. So in fact, it may already be there on Google. So if Google, I don't deal with Android. So if Android, your Android phone has a direct Google podcast or Android podcast app, 
we should be on there directly. So as well. So what do you got coming up this week, man? Um, do you know what, do you know what games you're going to see? I guess now that we got in season, we can talk yeah. about that versus talking about any, uh, anything you're looking forward to. Yeah. Homestead at Warsaw Friday night. Oh, could there be, you go. Could be a good one. I think this Saturday is the shoes for Santa. It's like the Samaritan feet type deal at Brownsburg. I think that's Saturday on the boys' side. This past week was on the girls' side. I think that's this Saturday. So ho- hopefully I'm right. It should be a number of games on Saturday. Other than that, I don't, I don't know yet what my schedule is going to be. Haven't looked that far ahead yet. But, um, but anyway, well, good. So Homestead-Warsaw should be good. Warsaw got beat – or Homestead got beat yesterday. Yeah, big time. Do we know how good, do we know how good Elder is? I don't. I've always said as much as I think I know about kids in the state of Indiana and teams in Indiana, I don't know a damn thing about anything outside of the state. So Nope, nope. Um, obviously, if it was a matchup, they were supposed to be really good. Carmel was able to win. Cathedral was able to win. Those three teams drove over to the same event. And um, Homestead, um, Homestead didn't pull it out. I have no clue who Elder has, though. So I don't know if that's an upset or not. It doesn't change my view of them at all. But, um, yeah, then you, you'll get Homestead against Carmel at Brownsburg Saturday, and then too. Yeah, is that what that? Yeah, I haven't even looked at those matchups yet. So yeah, I do. Yeah, and I think that I think we're going to get the round robin. Homestead plays Westfield later in the year too. Yeah, I'm looking do. forward. I'm looking forward to that. So they play a Fishers and HSE also in Cathedral. Do they really? Nice. I knew the yeah. I guess I knew the Cathedral one. Westfield got a move in, by the way. They oh, got a boy. transfer from Miami. Um, I'm going to tell you his name right now that we didn't really know much about until today. Um, Rainer Obrey. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his first name right or not, but Rainer Obrey is a kid that transferred up from from uh, Miami. He's on their roster. I don't know anything about him other than that. People down there seem to like him, um, but that's about it. So, all right, man. Well, those that listen every week, we thank you. And, and those that are listening for the first time, hopefully you'll come back and, and subscribe, subscribe and come back and listen to us each week. Zach, appreciate your time as always. Good job. Yeah, thanks. And, yep. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Yeah.